Hello again, my name is Zero Ash and this is Zero Ash Podcast. Today we're gonna talk about an album which for some reason is titled as the first debut album of these guys, like it's written on Genius, I don't know why, but it's written there, so I've decided to say that this is their first album for some reason, despite the fact that their discography has several dozens of different releases. I cannot say that I've been waiting for this album, even taking into consideration the fact that I like the music of these guys, like for real. I knew that such productivity in terms of musical output cannot always be beneficial for both the artists and their listeners. To be honest, I expected something same, like something same these guys were doing initially, but worse in quality, if this makes sense to you. In this regard, I've got two news. First, my expectations were not met by my listening experience, which is good. Second, there is an array of flaws and issues with this album that make me not consider this album like not one of the best in their like career. In other words, if you want to figure out whether you should listen to the album or not, here is my point of view. You definitely should. Still, there are some issues with this release. This review is supported by my sponsors from Patreon.com. If you like my reviews and want to support them, you can do so by clicking the button below. This is highly appreciated. Thank you. So, Suicide Boys. These are rappers famous among almost each and every fan of contemporary hip-hop because of their depressive and dark tracks featuring equally dark and depressive instrumentals. In fact, these guys are one of the first famous rappers in the genre of depressive or suicidal trap, if I can say that, I don't know. That's why they've become increasingly popular among the youth because uh, the majority of young people nowadays suffers from anxiety, depression, sadness or a certain form of depressive disorder. What is also important about these guys, just like any other rap band or rap artist coming from SoundCloud, the number of their tracks and releases is really enormous. Seriously, just like with the music of Bones, I've lost count to their music albums like long, long, long ago. Nonetheless, current album doesn't significantly lose its quality and doesn't have any weaker ly lyrical, lyrical, I'm sorry, lyrical content in comparison to their previous releases. In general, it was a really pleasant listening experience. As usual, the album's cover and its title have a certain message. Moreover, in majority of cases, these components of their releases were never picked up uh, like randomly and they directly contributed to the album's overall content and its conceptual meaning, if you will. The album's cover features graduation portraits of the guys and the album's title is I want to die in New Orleans, like obviously. This is a direct reference to their past in their native city, which has has created conditions for them to become anxious, depressive and addicted to drugs. Furthermore, it is worth mentioning that initially this album was supposed to be titled I Don't Want to Die in New Orleans, in an attempt to express their hopes for a better future. However, they have made it clear in this album that their latest years have made their lives sometimes even worse than before. That's why they want to return back home in their album's title, I guess. One thing is clear, they have decided to accept themselves and their past in their music. 
The overall conceptual appeal of the album is highly inspired by the aforementioned thoughts about the album's title. I mean, despite the fact that themes of depression, drugs and suicide never disappeared from their music, the guys offer a nostalgic like lyrical content about their families, friends and their native city along with um, wish along with the wish to come back and die there like if you will in fact all these memories from the past are present to some extent in majority of songs here however i'd also like to agree with the ones claiming that suicide boys feature the same instrumentation use the same old words and the same flow because in 90 percent of the cases here it is really true to be honest that's why, let us review the lyrics of the album, which is being represented by a traditional musical approach towards constructing them. Here we can see same triplets, the same slow mumble that is sometimes doesn't rhyme appropriately. In other words, nothing new really. What makes the lyrics sound unique is the voice and timbre of each like of these guys. In total, we've got decent lyrical content, despite the fact that it still features lines about depression, death, drugs and the same old shit. This is illustrated especially clearly in their first half of the album, where the same themes and symbols are being offered over and over. But after the track Wartime All The Time, we can really see a thematic shift. For example, this particular track creates an image of war veteran suffering from PTSD, which makes him like extra violent. Further, we can see the track Coma, with its clear emo-inspired approach towards its meaning, because both characters of the lyrics die because of overdose, as they are not capable of enduring all the challenging in their lives. Another example of a different theme is the track Fuck the Industry, where we can hear a clear diss towards rap lifestyle. It is because this lifestyle has messed up their lives and their relationships, even bets, uh, even between each other. That's why it's sometimes being said in these tracks that their popularity has made their lives even worse than before. In total, I appreciate the fact that these guys have offered us something new to think about and to consume. However, I do think that the first half of the album is too repetitive in terms of lyrical meaning. From strictly musical standpoint, it is worth saying that Suicide Boys have always been creating decent and really unique beats. Moreover, it is true that they have inspired an enormous amount of contemporary beatmakers, especially among the youngest generations. In fact, I cannot say that this album features something different from their traditional works. It is the same old good quality instrumentation, just like it was before. Nothing new. That's why I cannot say that the music itself is the strongest side of the album. As for the vocals, here the guys have offered us something really cool. Instead of rapping in all of their parts, they have started singing over autotune with increasing frequency. Like they have started singing in autotune more and more often. In simpler words, the album features a lot of singing from both band members. And even taking into consideration the fact that it's not always the singing parts were good enough. For example, some parts of Ruby really shouldn't have been included there because they're all over the place. Still, in tracks like One to Two Days or Kama, there are some good vocals. They are made really great and they contribute to the sad and anxious emotions expressed in the lyrics. Therefore, 
in total. If you wanted something new here, look for it in the vocals. As for the instrumentation, it is okay, but there is nothing really close to their previous albums like Now is the Moon's Rising, Eternal Grey, etc. In total, I am rather satisfied with the album and I'd rate it 3.5 out of 5, just because of the fact that the instrumentation could have been significantly improved. At the same time, I'm really glad that the album features slightly new messages, new lyrical themes and significantly new approach to composing and performing vocal parts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please give it a like. And if you're here for the first time, consider subscribing. Write a comment about whether you listen to the album or not, whether you like it or not, and about what should I review next in my next podcast episode. And thanks for listening once again. That's it for today. And you'll hear me next time. Goodbye.